The Old Testament reading according to the inspired prophet Amos, the fifth chapter. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph, and it devour, with none to quench it for Bethel. O you who turn justice to wormwood and cast down righteousness to the earth, they hate him who reproves in the gate, and they abhor him who speaks the truth. Therefore, because you trample on the poor and you exact taxes of grain from him, you have built houses of hewn stone, but you shall not dwell in them. You have planted pleasant vineyards, but you shall not drink their wine. For I know how many are your transgressions and how great are your sins. You who afflict the righteous, who take a bribe, and turn aside the needy in the gate. Therefore he who is prudent will keep silent in such a time, for it is an evil time. Seek good and not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you. As you have said, hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is recorded by the author of Hebrews, the third chapter, beginning at verse 12. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by deceitfulness of sin. For we share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end, as it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt, led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but to those who were disobedient. So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. As Jesus was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor, 
and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. This is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the gospel, which you have heard read. I will just repeat this few words that Jesus said to the young man. You lack one thing. Go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. At that saying, his countenance fell, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Thus far, our text. Some years ago, there was a TV series called Mission Impossible. <laughs> Some of you older people will remember that. Maybe the younger ones haven't ever heard of it. Well, it was kind of an exciting series. Those characters in it were given each week a charge that was a mission, and it was almost impossible. So much so that if they failed, they would be declared unknown, and they might even have to swallow the death pills, but in no way could they reveal that they had any connection to those who were above them. Mission impossible. That's the way this young man might have viewed what Jesus had to say to him. He wanted to be a follower of Jesus. He wanted to know how to get into heaven. But when Jesus told him, he went away sad. For you see, he loved his money more than he did his Savior. So for some people, it seems as though it's impossible the demands God puts on us. Be ye perfect, for I, the Lord your God, am perfect. Who among us is perfect? Who can be perfect? No. So it seems impossible, God's way, to get into heaven. But, Jesus tells us, what is impossible for man is possible for God. God can and does do the impossible. It's impossible for us to be perfect. We learn that from looking at the first, well, actually, the third chapter of the Bible. When Adam and Eve decided that they were seduced, they were tricked by Satan into believing that if they ate of the fruit of the tree of the garden, they would become as God. They would know things as God knows them. They would be all-powerful as he is all-powerful. 
but it was a lie. And they fell for it. And when they fell for it, they fell. They fell out of God's grace. And they lost all these gifts God had given to them in the beginning. They had great wisdom and great power. They were so wise that Adam could command all the animals to come to him and he would name them all. He just knew everything. He could communicate with God. He could talk to God. God would answer him. They would have this communication. But he lost it. And now we're in the mess we're in today. As St. Paul said, the good I would, I don't. And that which I would not, I do. I want to do good, but I can't. Or I don't. I don't want to do evil, but I do it anyway. I know it's wrong to do these things, but we still do them. And as Paul sums it up, oh wretched man that I am. And that's the situation we find ourselves in. We are sinful. We are spiritually weak. We can't do the things that God demands of us to do. And we do the things that he commands us not to do. The man lives in this fallen situation as this young man. Now his mind was distorted. He didn't view things clearly. He didn't understand things as God understands them. He thought he was a good boy. He even thought he was so good that he had kept all the commandments that Jesus rattled off to him. They were all second tables. You know, first tables, one through three, second tables, four through ten. Jesus rattled off all the second tables. That would be relationships between us, between individuals, people. Not his relationship with God, but his relationship with one another. To show him that he hadn't done these things. Honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Who's done that? Who hasn't disobeyed their parents? Not just one time, over and over and over again. And on and on and on we go. The young man had a problem. He didn't see things as God sees them. He thought, you know, he'd been such a good boy that he kept all these second table commandments. So he figured there must be something else that I need to do that I'm not doing. Master, what would they be? Well, Jesus gave him one. Go, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. 
And then he didn't leave it at that. But then he said, come, follow me. And some other translations say, take up your cross and follow me. Oh, wow. That was tough, wasn't it? Could you sell all your possessions, give them to the poor, go follow Jesus, give it all up, turn your back on it, go follow Jesus. Well, that, that was a tough saying. But Jesus wanted to point out to him that he had another God. He actually loved his money more than he loved Jesus. And Jesus pointed that out to him. Well, we have the same problem at times. Maybe not all the time. Maybe some of the time, kind of funny, I've heard it pointed out before, what would happen to us if our bank account dried up, our 401k was gone, GM goes broke again, and there go all your stocks. What if we are some of the people in Florida now hit by the hurricane, wiped out? One of my classmates from high school lives in California, and a few years ago, their house totally burned to the ground. We could lose it all in an instant. Of course, that would bother us, but is that more important to us? than our Savior and going to heaven? Well, they, what is impossible for us is not by our works of righteousness can we enter into heaven. There is not a single thing or things that we can do that moves God to love us and open the door to heaven for us. It's not what we can do. It's all what Jesus has done and continues to do. For he took our sins, our breaking of all the commandments which he told the young man about, all the second table, all the first table, all the commandments of God, Jesus fulfilled them perfectly on our behalf. And then, through faith in him, he gives us his work, the benefits of his work, what he has done. He gives it to us through the water of holy baptism, the word of God, and the gifts of the sacrament of Holy Communion. In these simple ways, through the written and spoken word, Christ comes to us. And he gives us faith and forgiveness and the certain hope of eternal life. That which is impossible for us is possible for Christ. That's amazing. 
that God would love us so much that he would give us his only son into death. Like the scriptures say, perhaps maybe you would lay your life down for a good person. Maybe the pioneers sometimes, the men protecting their families, gave their life for their wives and their children. But, Paul says, would you give your life for those who hate you? Would you give your life for those who despise you? I think the answer is obvious. No. No. The McCoys would not die for the Hatfields or the other way around. None of us would die for Adolf Hitler or Joseph Stalin or Osama bin Laden. But God, out of great love for his creation, gave his son into death for those who hated him. They despised him. They spit upon him. They hit him. They beat him. They crucified him. And out of love for them, he gave his life. That they might have forgiveness and have it eternal. God is able to do what is impossible for man, God turns it into a possibility by giving his son into death for us that we might have life, have it abundantly and eternally. Thanks be to God for giving us his son. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.